Welcome to Multidimensional Mom, the podcast. I'm Stephanie Donovan. And I'm Sarah Malloy. And if you're lost in the midst of momming or just the wild chaos of everyday life, we're here to help. Anything from momming to the mystical, we've got you covered. Come along as my real-life bestie and I explore all the different things about mom life, midlife, and the great beyond as we celebrate the elements that make us unique as moms and as women. Because you're multidimensional and we are too. We're going to discover our magic and help you embrace your own. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome again to Multidimensional Mom, the podcast. Do, 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 do. Are we going to get flagged if I do that? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. now we're sued. Great. 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 How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Enjoying a glass of wine, and I'm excited to talk about pets and their psychic links to us. I know. I don't think that there's anything I would rather talk about. To be honest, like I put, I was so nervous about this interview because I love her so much, because I put so much stock in like people that can talk to animals. Like I can talk to animals, kind of. Sure. I mean, I think I'm pretty good, you know, better than like most. However, I am not an animal psychic, and I think someone that does that is truly incredible. But she's also an animal and person psychic. I mean, it's it's something, uh, there's something to be said about somebody who is just, they're connected to energies. Yes. It's so in, cool. In the world, in you, in me, in, in any sentient being to be able to connect on on a level that that... I always wished I had, you know, I, that was always a gift I wished I had. And it's certainly something I'd love to explore, but I think that there are certain people that just either you have that or you don't. And so I've got a lot of respect for people that, that do. Yeah. Um, And you know, I'm missing a sense. So I feel (laughs) like I should just get that. You know, you just like yeah. I can't smell. Can you just give me the voice of the animals? Just, Can I just get that tuned in, please? Yes, like, give that to me. And see, I have I have too much going on all the time, so maybe that's why I just don't. I have nothing. <laughs> tuned it up. Left. All right. Let's talk about our pets for a minute. First of all, what questions do you have? So this is a post-interview intro. So mm-hmm. I'm talking to you after I have had the interview with Carrie Kennedy. So what can I tell you about it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I just want to know. I mean, was she able to connect to pets that are living in your house? Does she connect to pets that have passed on already? Yes, does she... she does all of those things. The reason I'm interviewing her is because I have hired her in the past. So I had a real hard time when I lost Daisy. And a real hard time with how it all ended, which I think a lot of people experience. Like that last day, those last moments, it's so hard, it's so emotional, it's so like heartbreaking. It is. That I needed, I needed that closure. And I was able to kind of see things from a different perspective after I talked with Carrie and she told me where Daisy was and what she was doing, what she was thinking and... So that was very helpful to me. So I thought that just all my questions about how that works and how they talk and what they think and what they do and where are they when they die and like all these things. I just had so many questions, which I thought would be great to put on a podcast. Absolutely. I think there's something to be said about finding finding comfort somehow, especially, you know, 
I, I think that even if it's an expected passing, it doesn't necessarily make it easier. No. That's what happened with my cat, Casey. I mean, she was absolutely my familiar. And to this day, you know, there are certain things that I, I wish... I wish I knew that that she I, I wish I knew that she passed peacefully. I wish I knew. But like I wasn't there when it sure. happened. You know, she just kind of went off by herself and found a quiet spot in the house. And that was it. And I would yeah, give that's cats. That's too. so cats. And uh, but I would give anything to just make sure that she knows that she knew that she knows how much she's loved and how mm-hmm. how how much she's loved even to this day. So just finding that kind of closure, that's huge. That's to find that kind of peace would be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's what she does. She does animals who are still here and she does animals who have passed and according to her, they're just as loud on the other side. Oh, so she God. will actually <laughs> ask you like, are they living or are they still here because I can talk to them both. Like I know their 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 voice is still coming to me. Um it's pretty amazing. What something that she said that I thought was so wild is that these animals that you rescue, it's all pre-incarnate. Before you come to this earth, you've already signed a contract with those animals saying you guys are going to be together. And she said that's why everyone she's ever talked to has said, when I saw them, I knew. There was something in their eye. There's something I felt that was like, that's the one I need. That's the one I'm taking home. There's some click that happens which is totally true in all of my cases. And it's because you guys have a soul contract together. She said there, because I did ask, is there like a one soul dog, one soul animal that's like so hard when they pass because that was your one. And she said, no, you have a contract with all of the animals, which to me means I signed too many contracts. (laughs) (laughs) There. I need a new agent. There's you, some Callie got in on an addendum. I don't know what happened. happened. I a heck of a I'm lot not sure Callie showed up for you, by the way. I'm pretty sure no, that was she's JR. She oh, is sorry, JR. They were both one. Yes. Yep. They were both one when she showed up and they have she sleeps on him every night. Yeah, that is JR's cat. No, that's I'm just the that's his homeowner. Cat. Right. Exactly. No, you are just the guardian that happened to be here. But no, yeah. no, that wasn't your contract, babe. That was, but I don't know how many contracts I have to go. <laughs> I think quite a few. Yeah, there's something. I'm pretty sure. But I thought that was very cool. That is interesting. That is interesting. How much of that is just all right? We'll see you later. Yeah. Oh, and she said the reason you're so connected to some, even on a deeper level than others, is because you've had that many lifetimes together. <gasps> So I think, and she said in some cases, now I'm not making this up, listen to the interview, when you're so deep with a dog and you feel so heartbroken when they're gone, it's because they could have even been a child in another life of yours. Okay. (laughs) I love this stuff. My entire body just went, like. It's so cool. Hair I didn't know I had just stood up. (laughs) That's. Gentle, Isn't that gentle cool? listeners, I'll let you fill in those blanks. But yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So listen, anybody who is an animal person, a rescue person, who has had, had a pet that they've loved, had a pet that they've lost, this podcast is for you. You need to listen to what she says. And you know what? Look her up. It's Carrie Kennedy. She's from Lexington, Kentucky. It's at talktopets.com. 
look up her services. You can get a reading. Um, I had a read Duke. Hit on it right away. Wow. I can't wait. Yep. I can't wait. Knew what was wrong with him right away. Um, oh, and this is my favorite part. <laughs> because if you've been in my house, if you go down to pet Duke, what happens? Sadie's like, oh, huh, me, wait, wait, right. you're here for me. I was going to say, please, are we? Please don't pet the other oh, dog. Oh, yeah, no, Sadie, Sadie won't have that. That's not allowed. And so she goes, I just, I keep getting, um, like, crossed wires because there's just, is there another, there's another energy that keeps coming in. And I'm like, Sadie won't even let me have a reading she won't. with poor Duke. And it's so accurate. Let him have this, Sadie. My God, I'm trying to talk to the other dog. <laughs> How crazy is that? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I can't wait. I cannot wait to listen to this. I can't wait to call her up to get my own reading as well. Yeah. That's do it. Listeners, do it. She is awesome. Amazing. I love her. Um, TalkToPets.com. We'll hit it all again at the end, but enjoy this podcast. It was truly eye-opening. It's comforting. And it just, I think will answer a lot of your questions. If you're a true animal person who wonders about these things, this is going to be very cool for you. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait. Thank you. All right. Well, I feel very excited and a little bit nervous, but I have Carrie Kennedy today. She is a gifted psychic medium specializing in both animal and people communication from Lexington, Kentucky. Her passion is helping animals and their owners to learn from each other. Carrie says they are our greatest teachers of unconditional love and living in the moment. They heal, protect, and provide hours of entertainment. We are their voice and their providers. And in return, they are our constant devoted companions. And I love that because I couldn't agree more. So I have personally hired Carrie in the past. I bet, I mean, you might not even remember. I'm sure you don't. To speak with my former dog, Daisy, as well as one of my current rescues, Sadie. And I've been totally amazed by her gift. And so... I thought, you know, this would be perfect to talk about the human pet connection with Carrie Kennedy. So Carrie, thank you for coming and welcome to the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. So why don't we begin by talking about the kind of fascinating work that you do? How do you describe it to somebody? Gosh, um, well, I mean, I usually say I'm an animal communicator, pet psychic, I kind of use those terms interchangeably. I'm also a people psychic. So I can tune into people who are living. I can basically, I do what's called life clarity readings. So I can tune into people's present energy. I can tune into kind of their life path, you know, basically a general psychic reading. And then I also specialize in people mediumship. So I can tune into any of their loved ones on the other side and give them messages from their ancestors, angels, spirit guides, that kind of thing. And then with pets, I can tune in to obviously living animals. Um, all I need is a picture to tune into them. Or, you know, I, I always love going to barns or people's houses and talking to the animals in person. That's always fun for me. And uh, I also specialize in mediumship with animals. So I, I just need a picture again and can tune into that energy and you know, love talking to them on the other side and giving those people closure and, and peace from, you know, the death of their beloved animal. 
Yeah, and I think that is such a powerful thing that you're able to provide. Definitely that worked for me to be able to have that that message. Um, you've described it as a spiritual like download of communication. When these pets talk to you, I mean, I can't imagine... It, do they kind of all have something in common? Because I'm, I'm super into it. I've like read a bunch about it. I've actually done an animal communication class with a psychic. Now, I'm not, I don't have the gift, but... Um, Everybody yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. Well, they uh, all seem to have this kind of like just lighthearted, loving, very innocent voice about them. Do you find that, that they all are kind of on that wavelength? I, I guess it depends because... You know, I would say maybe a senior cat or a dog who aren't feeling well, uh-huh. they they don't come across that way. Definitely animals who are younger and playful, for sure. Uh, if we're talking about animals on the other side, yes. Is that okay. what you're asking? Yeah, I think that's probably what I've heard most of. I've just always been so amazed by the the communication is always so simple. Like the things they remember are like just so simple about someplace you took them. And it's always so loving. Yes, they're always coming through with so much gratitude and love for the person taking such good care of them. And they bring through favorite memories of, yeah, very Mm -hmm. simple things like playing fetch or, you know, the chicken their person gave them before they died or something really heartwarming like that. Yeah. I love that. Now, was there a special circumstance with a person or pet in your past that sort of opened the door? to your abilities or to your understanding of those abilities? I mean, how did you discover that you could do this? I very much stumbled upon it. Uh, I kind of joke around that I have the Peter Parker effect going on. When I was six years old, a dog attacked me. It was an Irish setter of all breeds. It was an abused and neglected dog. Mm -hmm. So of course I went up to it because I'm obsessed with animals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And immediately uh, it attacked me. And so I think ever since then, I've just been really on guard with animals. You know, it had to be because I was attacked and, you know, that was, it was really bad actually. And so that kind of made me really aware of animals' behavior and what they were feeling and everything. So I I think that very much activated it. Um, In terms of my own intuition, I've always been drawn to the paranormal. I've always been drawn to anything, uh, dealing with psychics, that kind of thing. In high school, um, <laughs> I remember calling like one nine hundred psychic. Yeah, and- the Psychic <laughs> Friends Network. Yes. Yeah, and like Miss Cleo and my and running up my dad's phone bill, and I got he got so mad at me. Oh my gosh! And Watching Sylvia Brown on Montel. Yes. was into that. <laughs> <You totally. laughs> um, yeah, so I was always drawn to that, but um, you know, in my twenties, I. I started writing in my journal. Well, I was a creative writer and I wrote in my journals and my handwriting started changing. And so I was actually doing uh, automatic writing, which I didn't even know that was a thing at the time, but um, you're shaking your head like you know what this is or. Yeah, I think it's very cool. But tell us. Yeah, I mean, they were literally moving my hands so that I would write messages um, from spirit and it just started freaking me out to the point where I threw my journal across the room and I was like, no, stop scaring me. And that I stopped writing at that point. Cause I was like, no, this is, I, I don't know what to do with this. It scares me. And then my uncle died when I was 32. Um, I was really close to him. He was like a dad to me. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, I know that I can hear you. Can you please just let me know you're okay. 
And that's when it just, the floodgates opened because I was allowing it in. And yeah, I mean, he said, I'm okay. I love you. He gave me symbols of, you know, our relationship together. And he gave me, you know, little things that only I would know that had to do with our relationship. Sure. Um, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I, anyway, it's a long story anyways, <laughs> but I knew it was him without a doubt. And so that kind of started, that, that started it. And then I would just I practiced on friends and um, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. Now, are you, I know it comes to different people, different ways. Are you clairaudient, clairvoyant, claircognizant? Like how do these messages come? Yes. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's changed throughout the years. Um, you know, I, I hear them like they're my own thoughts, but I also see words in my head. I also see things with my mind's eye. So I will see people and animals in my mind. Um, I will see symbols in my mind or hear the word, like hear the word of the symbol. Um, or sometimes I just start talking and it just comes out of my mouth. It just flies out of my mouth. You know, I feel when I look at an animal, I feel everything that animal's feeling. Same with a person. Like I'm looking at you right now and I, I feel everything you feel. So wow. that's yeah. a lot to take on for you. It's Yes, it's very overwhelming. Uh, it's very hard for me to be in a room with a lot of people. Uh-huh. I have to really protect my energy and get grounded and put white light around myself. And it's a lot. Yeah. Now, is anyone else in your family this way or this just came out of nowhere for you? Pretty much came out of nowhere. Wow. I, I do believe that my grandmother, my mom's mom, was very psychic. She just didn't know how to use it or what to do with it. So. Uh-huh. No, I have to ask too. You said you have a Maine Coon, right? Did I read that on your website? Actually, I thought he was a Maine Coon. Um, oh, he's yeah. a Norwegian. Didn't you say that? I think, yes. yes. Okay. I think I read that or you told me, uh, which they're very, I mean, they're related. Norwegians are bigger, but I yeah. have two, uh, I have two Maine Coon mixes. They're, they're rescues. So they're a lot of, probably a lot of things, but they do look like coons. But it's funny when I was searching for a psychic, when I wanted to to talk to Daisy after her passing. When I came across you, I was just drawn and I've learned to kind of, I think I'm a very intuitive person. I'm nowhere near the level like of a psychic, but I was so drawn to you. And then I started reading and like, okay, the English major, the cat, even the breed of the cat. It's just so funny. The more you talk, I'm like, yeah, this is why. Um, But I love that. And his name is Charlie. His name is Charlie. Yep. And I learned this. Yeah. I'm talking about you, buddy. (laughs) He's like, what? Yeah. um, (laughs) I didn't know this, but so Norwegian forest cats were first and then they bred with an unknown breed that's now extinct and they uh, formed the Maine Coons that we know of now that are ginormous. They're like 20 pounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are not that big, but. Yeah. I got Charlie uh, nine years ago and then uh, last year I saw another Norwegian forest cat uh, that my friend posted on Facebook and I took one look at her and I said, that is my cat. Mm-hmm. And I went and adopted her. So now I have two Norwegian horse cats. I love that. Do they like each other? Oh, his real name is Charleston. So it's Charleston and Charlotte. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charlie and Lottie. Yeah. Um, they do love each other very much. At, at first, you know, of course, it's hard to acclimate cats. But uh, I had the whole thing down and, you know, communicated to them what was going to happen, that they were going to love each other and groom each other. And it worked really well. So well, that they is are perfect. Friends. 
Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I love that. And how lucky are they to have a mom that like can talk to them and hear them and talk back. That's amazing. They probably don't realize how, how they lucked out. I tell them all the time, like, you all have no idea how good you have it. Right. And of course, they're spoiled rotten. So that's all you should be. Now, you see animals, of course. You can talk with animals, but you can see and talk with people as well. What are the differences when you're reading an animal versus reading a person? In terms of living or crossed over? I'm not even sure where to go with that. Um, Well, crossed over first. Okay. There's actually no difference. It's the same muscle. Okay. Not really muscle, but it's the same uh, going into the gap is what I call it. Uh Um, Just getting really still and quiet and tuning in. And, um, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you arrive at a stop sign and you're like, oh, how did I get here? You know that, you know, that feeling of like, I was just out of it for just a minute. Uh Uh-huh. That's kind of what it is. It's you're just kind of in that different state of whatever consciousness. Uh huh. You know, I've just I've meditated a lot and I've been alone a lot throughout my lifetime. I've been single for many years and, you know, I stayed in my room a lot as a kid. I, I'm very much an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, so I've had a lot of quiet time, a lot of time to reflect and meditate and all that stuff. And so that's really helped me to really tune in to, you know, spirit. And yeah, I just, I go into that gap right away and use that same muscle to tune into people on the other side, animals on the other side. And it depends on the day, you know, some days it floods in other days. I'm like, okay, where are you? I really have to ask questions for it to flood in, you know? Uh But yeah, same, same thing. Now in terms of living animals and people, it's really easy when I'm with an animal or I see a picture, I, I get an immediate download when I look at them. So whatever I hear first in my head, I say it. And it sounds like my own thoughts. Um, okay. And then same with a person. When I first see them, I just get an immediate download about information or information about them and, you know, relay that to the person. Wow. And I bet as a client, animals are a little more pleasant. The messages are maybe a little, a little less convoluted. You would hope so. I mean, again, you know, I talk to animals who aren't feeling well, maybe they're, they're close to dying. Some of them don't want to talk, you know, cats that don't want to talk to me, like feral cats that are not feeling well. Um, Yeah. But most of the time they, of course, they want to tell me all about their life and how happy they are and how much they love their person. Yeah. That's very cool. A question about your process, just one more question about that. Um, I have heard psychic explain that when they are communicating, they're talking with their spirit guides to get information. Now, does everybody have a spirit guide and do animals have helpers on the other side like that too? Yeah, we all have spirit guides. Um, I, I call them spirit guides, angels. I think we have both spirit guides and angels. I I think of angels as uh, beings who have not incarnated here on earth, uh, spirit guides to me can be ancestors or, uh, maybe angels, you know, both of those. Now I'm not an expert on angels. I kind of just refer to them all as guides, you know, um, but we all have them. And I'm, I'm always encouraging people to ask for help because they're there to help us. Now, I do believe we all have one 
you know, particular guide who's with us our whole lifetime, lifetimes, but everybody um, has guides that come and go depending on where they are in their, you know, place in life. So, you know, for example, when I went to college, I probably had a different set of guides who helped me get through that time in my life. When I had my daughter, I probably went through a different set of guides for that, for the birth or whatever. Um, so it changes according to what we need. Very cool. Now, do animals have that sort of help too? Do they, you know, when they cross over, do they have a guide that's there to help them? Yes. Uh, animals also have spirit guides on the other side, whether that, um, that includes their animal friends on the other side or, you know, their angels, their guides. Yes. We all, every, I believe every living being on this planet has a spiritual guide or guides on the other side. Good. It's, it's kind of good to know that they've got someone else too, especially when, you know, we lose them, that they've got someone else there for them. Now, when you read animals, is there anything that all the readings sort of have in common? Like, are there any universal truths of how our pets exist with us or see us that it would be helpful to know as a pet owner? I mean, it depends on the animal, but yes. I mean, you know, if I talk to five dogs in one day, yeah, I mean, because they're the same species, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of them are going to tell me, I would say four out of five of those dogs are going to tell me they love peanut butter, you know, <laughs> they, or they really want to walk more or, you know, things that are specific to that animal, of course. Sure. You know? but, well, actually a lot of animals, this is a big thing lately, especially with COVID that they're just bored. They need more stimulation, they yeah. need more exercise. That seems to be a big universal truth lately. Um, also, one that's really upsetting is that I'm seeing more and more anxiety with animals lately because of COVID, because yeah. of what's going on maybe in, in Ukraine. Um, there's a lot more anxiety. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are more anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Most of my clients are female, but most, I would say 90, well, 85, 90% of women I talk to every day have some form of anxiety and so do our animals you know right. it's a major epidemic at least in our country it really is so it's scary that that's a universal truth but it is that's where we are right now so and they pick up our energy and also kind of help us regulate that energy don't they I mean I've I've heard that they'll they are healers natural healers so are they kind of mellowing those parts of us out or how does that sort of balance work? Yeah, they don't take it on. People have asked me that. It's a great question. They don't absorb it or take it on or get sick because we're sick. I mean, they have their own issues and things to learn in this lifetime. But um, what happens is their energetic frequency matches ours. That's why we attracted each other. You know, it's, it's law of attraction. So, um, I mean, it's, it's really funny. Like Charlie, you know, I have a thyroid thing. He has a thyroid thing. I have hip issues. He has hip issues. Like, I mean, we are just a match for like physical ailments. You know, I have anxiety. He has anxiety. And so we're kind of teaching each other and healing each other. So he doesn't take on my stuff. I don't take on his stuff, but we're both healing each other and teaching each other what we need to know. Um, but Animals are really good at healing us because they remind us to just be here in this moment right now. 
especially dogs, you know, even if they're super anxious, they remind us that right now is all there is. And they also remind us that, uh, you know, love is unconditional. Yeah. They are our best teachers of that. I just got a big electric bolt through my body, which that's, that spirit just saying, yes, confirming that truth. So, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And to live in the present. I mean, what more important lesson could mm-hmm. we get from them? Now, is it true that we might each have one soul animal in a lifetime? You've probably heard that phrase, or is that a myth that people just believe? Actually, every single animal that we meet or that we have a relationship with or live with, we are we have a soul contract with that animal. And we choose that before we incarnate on this planet. We write that out. So we, you know... I said, Charlie, we're going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you when you're four weeks old and we're going to work through your anxiety together. And, um, and he said, I'm going to work through your anxiety and I'm going to keep you company through this, this, and this. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, we all have soul contracts with each animal we come in contact. So I guess we're, you know, all of us are soulmates. There's no one soul animal, you know, some are stronger than others. And I believe that's because, you probably had more lifetimes or timeline with that one animal. I think so too. I think that's why some of those connections you just can't explain is because it's not the first time around. Yeah. And that's why people grieve so hard, you know, over one animal and they just can't seem to get over that one animal. And a lot of times it's a pet they've had for, you know, 15 to 20 years. Um, I hear it all the time. It's an animal that, they say, you don't understand, you know, this was my baby. This was my soul or animal. And I'm like, I get it. It's, and it's probably because that animal was literally your child in another lifetime, you know, that kind of, you know, extreme soul connection. It happens a lot. My gosh, it makes sense though, for the, Mm -hmm. the level of what we feel. Now, can you tell us how we can better communicate ourselves with our animals and understand our own pets? Like, are there things that we can just do as good owners to kind of tune in more and to get it better? Yeah. I mean, a lot of us talk to our pets, which is awesome, but I think not enough of us listen to our pets, you know, and the way you can listen is just really sit with them and and sit in quiet and solitude with them what you can do to really communicate with them and everybody can do this, just show them visually what you want them to know. So they communicate with visual images, you know, so like right now my female cat is up on the chair, which she shouldn't be on. (laughs) And so I'm showing her four paws on the floor that she needs to get down. Now she's not listening to me because, you know, I'm doing other things and I can't go over there and get her off the chair, (laughs) but I can keep showing her. Um, and then reinforce it with getting her down and saying good girl and positive reinforcement. But um, yeah, just constantly showing them what you want them to do in your head as you're saying it verbally, that will really help. And, um, you know, talking to them, asking them questions, like, how are you feeling? She's, she's had a horrible case of ear mites. So I always ask her, how are, I know how her ears feel, um, is the left one itchier than the right one? <laughs> She's scratching her ears right now. Um, you know, just talking to your pet and 
and pretend that you hear something back. It might sound like it's your in, in your own voice, but believe it or not, that's really them communicating back with you. It sounds crazy at first, but then if you do it enough, you learn to discern between their own energy and what you're just kind of making up in your own head. Yeah. We all have this ability. It's just that we've developed verbal language and we've developed nonverbal language. So we've kind of forgotten that we are, you know, humans are animals too. You know, we, we use this form of communication way back in the day before we developed verbal and nonverbal language. That's cool. And I like the idea too, that you're focusing on the positive with them. Cause I think a lot of times, and I fall into this too, it's like, can we tell him not to do that? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. And instead of showing them what to do, <laughs> we're telling yeah. them what not to do. Right. Because if you're visualizing, visualizing, get off the couch, 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 they're like, they're thinking about the couch. Right. Well, okay. I'll stay on the couch, you know? <laughs> yeah. So always focus on, that's why positive reinforcement works so well with, um, with animals and with children. Yes. And reprimanding an animal, I mean, any kind of physical touch or yelling, it just does not work with animals. They don't understand that. Yeah. So very important to be gentle and kind to animals at all times. Now let's move into um, sort of the other side with pets and them passing on. What's your understanding of what happens to pets after they pass? What are they able to show you about that experience? Can they still see us and be with us? Like, how does that sort of realm thing work? They always can see us and be with us. Yeah. So they show me that oftentimes they have uh, one of their family members, like their mama cat or, you know, their, their daddy dog or whatever will come to help carry them over, cross them over. Um, it's very similar to, you know, person crossing over, they describe the light and going into that bright light and, um, just immediately feeling out of pain. They're floating They're, you know, they're, they're just immediately out of pain. They feel like they're flying. Um, they cross over and they are just enveloped in this beautiful light and love. And it's just, they describe it as pure bliss, pure joy. They, they say there's nothing negative on that side. We don't carry any negative emotion or we don't carry any grudge to that side. There's no hell over there, despite what, you know, a lot of religions teach here. Um, they tell me that this is earth school, that there's no hell on this side. Or I'm sorry, that there's no hell on that side, that here's where the hell is, that here's where we suffer. Yeah, there's a lot of suffering here and they don't experience that on that side. Um, they don't have a body. There's no biology. So they are basically light frequency energy. Um, this is where it gets tricky because they show me they're on the other side, but you know, I personally believe in string theory where there's multiple timelines going on at the same time. But it, and they also tell me there's no time and space there. So I don't really know what's go, like where they go, go, but sure. I believe it is a place that's very thinly veiled with ours. And are they with people? It, to my knowledge, they, they tell me that they can be with people and animals they've been with in this lifetime and in other lifetimes. So I guess it's kind of an in-between place where they, sure. 
they have a review of this lifetime and they plan out their next lifetime, whether that's here or somewhere else. You know, those details are fuzzy because I have not had a near death experience in this timeline and I haven't, I'm not back there. I'm here right now. So there's a lot of unknowns for me and I probably won't know until I get to the other side. But it's another thing that's really neat. They show me that when you get to the other side, you're able to create whatever you want to see. So a dog that wants to see field with tennis balls and, and other dogs to play with, they can create that in their little reality on the other side. Um, I know when I get to the other side, I'm going to want to have all of my animals and loved ones. And I mean, I'm going to want to have a big pool party with all the dogs and yeah. <laughs> all the animals. And that's going to be my heaven. <laughs> no. Right. And that's always everyone's question is, are they going to be there when we go? Absolutely. That's what they always tell me is that I will be there to help cross you over. I will be there. And they they, they don't leave us. So they stay with us. Now, they also tell me, though, that some animals do reincarnate in the same lifetime. So Mm -hmm. it is possible for certain animals to come back two times, usually in this lifetime. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't know if they can come back yet. Um, they, They tell me that they don't. It's not always up to them. I don't know who makes that decision. Right. But it's not always up to them. Um, I know for sure my cat, I didn't know this until like seven years in. Um, Charlie, my cat, used to be my cat when I was little. His name was Winky. I know. His name is Winky and he was killed by a car when I was in third grade. It was really traumatic for me. He he got to come back and they actually look pretty similar. Um, He got to come back and he said, I'm here and I help you with a lot of your readings and I do a lot of healing for other people and animals with you. So pretty cool. That is very cool. Now, a couple of questions about that. Can they send us signs like we say people can from the other side? I've heard so many times, even my own sister, like after she lost her dog, she heard the collar jangle or people can kind of feel them on the bed and they've already gone. Or I've actually seen shadows. I used to rescue rabbits before my rescue beagle. Now I do not rescue rabbits, but that I can like, I've seen the movement and it's like in the same way. And I don't know, is that just my habit of seeing that movement or is that really a sign? Can they send us those? Absolutely. That's really them. They send us all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're constantly communicating because they, and they get really creative on ways that they communicate. They talk to us through license plates, through stickers, through stuff on TV, songs uh they send us feathers birds you know things that would have meant something between both of you that only you guys would have known you know very specific things and those are the things i try to bring through when i'm doing a reading you know that very specific evidence um whether that's you know like a blue jay or a specific song um like you're my sunshine or you know something really uh, you know, specific to the person and the pet. Yeah, that's so special. Now, one of our listeners actually had a question. Can a past pet guide you to a new one? They actually do that all the time. They orchestrate a new animal coming into your life. And yeah, people were like, well, I feel really guilty. Should I get a new animal? I don't want my other one to think he's been replaced. They actually have everything to do with the new animal coming in. And we'll kind of know it if we're open to it or 
do we kind of wait for it to happen? I mean, what's best? I know I always feel like immediately like that loss. Oh, I can hardly deal with it. I can't wait to like rescue the next one. But there are people that feel like, oh, I can't possibly, I'm too heartbroken. So it's just different for everyone or you'll sort of know if you're open to it. It's very different for everybody. And yeah, I mean, I always say everything happens in divine timing and you'll know, you know, as I also say the animal always finds you. If you think about it, if you look back on all the animals you've ever had, um, yes, I mean, maybe you were looking at Pet Finder, maybe you were looking on Facebook or wherever you found your animal in the shelter. Um, but when you think about it, you know, you're walking by, you look at an animal in the eye and that animal, I mean, it, there's just an instant connection. It happens with every single person and animal I've ever talked to. And um, you just know, you just look, have, take one look and you know. I mean, for me, at least that's been the case. So hundreds of thousands of people I've talked to, pet owners, they all say the same thing. The animal always finds you. So it, you're just going to know the animal will come to you and find you. I don't know how they manage to do it, but they, they find us. Here's a good example. Charlotte, she had three other people who had actually done the whole application adoption application process. All three of them fell through because she was meant to be my cat. Yeah. I mean, I took one look at her and I was like, she's my cat. And I went there the next day and picked her up without even seeing her first. And, you know, I mean, I am psychic, so I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that far down. Yeah. That, that going for me. But yeah, I mean, they find us. Oh, yeah. No, I, Harlow's sitting over here. She's a, uh, we don't know how old she is, but about 15, 16 now. And um, when I went into the shelter, she was screaming at the cage door for me. And she was just like, what do you, I remember being like, no, I got to stay open because I had seen her online and I was drawn to her, but I was like, I'm going to visit all these cats and make a decision. And she was yelling like, what are you doing? It's me and you. Let's go. And I just, just like, right. right. Yeah. (laughs) One of the most challenging parts of pet ownership is that end of life. Um, When they're sick, when they're struggling, And you feel like you have to make these difficult decisions for them and their future. Now, can you offer any insight as to how our pets are viewing this time or any comfort you can give to people who have had to make the decision to put a pet down? Yeah, I I always say, you know, you know best. Follow your intuition because you know that animal best. So follow your gut on that. And the animal will always tell you, you know. I mean, if it's, if he or she is looking at you with that look, you just know, follow that knowing, you know, um, a great sign is, you know, if they stop eating, right. Um, if they just can't get around like they used to, you know, there's a lot of signs, you know, that every pet owner is familiar with, but don't let the fact that you want them around longer be the reason they stay because, you know, I know, if, trust me, I get it. If they are really old and you, you can't bear the thought of losing them and that's why you're keeping them around, you've got to just do the humane thing. Even as hard as that is, you've got to let them go. As soon as you see signs that they just need your help, you just have to put them down. I mean, it's so hard, but you'll know just trust your intuition. That's the best advice I can give. And they're not going to, I know it sounds stupid, but they're not going to like hold that against us. See where I struggle is like, 
when I know that I have those signs and I know they're not feeling how they should feel. And it's like, until they give up totally, you know, and it's, so it's that line of like, I don't want to end their life for them. But at the same time, I don't want to push it too far where they have to go through unnecessary pain. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you have to make the decision for them. So, yeah. And I actually, I have a guide. It was published in the New York times a few years back. And I give that out to people who just, you know, are struggling with that. Um, and we go through that guide together, you know, it's, it's kind of a checklist. Um, and then, you know, I, I tune into that animal and just ask how much pain that animal's in and kind of assess the situation. So a lot of people call me like, is my dog ready? You know, so we kind of go through that in, in readings that I do. Um, that's very helpful. So that's, that's always hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, but you know, it's always the humane thing to do. If you're ever wondering even if you're wondering if I, if you should do it, it's probably time, right. you know, cause they're not, they don't get mad. If, even if it's a month sooner than you think you probably should have done it. I, I always say everything happens in divine timing. They planned out the day they were going to die the day. And you were, you were just there to help them execute that plan. And that kind of helps to feel like it's a little more out of your hands. Now, can they see, you always hear people saying this, the other side, like my cats always look up in that corner or my dog is like barking at something at this time of night. Can they see things that we can't see? Yes, they can. So dogs, cats, reindeer, ferrets, uh, butterflies, a couple others can see ultraviolet light. Okay. So, and I think infrared light as well i need to check on that infrared but um yes so that is exactly what they're doing when they're staring at the corner in the foyer <laughs> they are seeing spirits of animals and people okay yep. and you will know if it's something nasty or bad because they're they will be scared they will be crying they will be vocal <laughs> so you need to really pay attention to what your dog or cat is telling you is in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, they say that black cats uh, ward off evil spirits. It's an old dog's tale. Oh, I love black cats. Yeah. I think they are so cool. Me too. I had one for 19 years. Oh, well, those are all my questions. Thank you so much for answering them. I'm, I just, oh. I think what you do is so cool and so incredible. And I had given you a picture of Duke so people can kind of see what this is like. I don't know if you're open to seeing what he gives you. Absolutely. I need to pull up the picture here. So what Carrie's going to do with Duke is just kind of a quick download of information. I've asked her to just kind of take a look at his picture and see what she gets, but it's nothing like what she would do in a regular reading where she would really get in depth with the animal and communicate. And those typically take, you know, a lot longer, what, like 20, 30 minutes, Carrie? Yeah. Usually a normal reading takes at least 30 minutes to really get down into, you know, everything the animal's feeling, um, you know, anything he or she wants to talk about their environment. Um, I go over the role that they play in your life. I go over um, favorite memories, uh, the death and dying process. There, there's all kinds of topics that we talk about in it. I don't really base a reading on time, but, um, you know, they generally take around half an hour. And she'll give you signs. I know with Daisy, you brought up a vacation we had 
And she probably was, I lost her when she was 13. And this was probably when she was like two years old, but we all went to a lake house for an anniversary trip and she was swimming and there were all these other dogs. It's the only time we did it. And that's what she brought through in the reading that, that you told me about. So there you are. Oh, what a gorgeous dog. He's so cute. All right. Well, I'm looking at Duke's beautiful picture. What a precious baby. <laughs> Duke is telling me about ice cream. So did you recently get Duke some ice cream or eat ice cream? I did, and I don't usually. <laughs> and thank you for the ice cream. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, Duke's back right leg is not feeling very well. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And are you able to manage that pain? He's on several painkillers. It really doesn't even work anymore. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, and I'm feeling a lot of stuff, you know, with arthritis. Um, but the back right one is pretty bad. Um, goodness, getting, picking up a lot of stuff medically. And you said Duke is, you said 16. No, that's Harlow. Duke is 13, but medically he, he's cost me more than a car. Oh. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling a lot of arthritis with Duke. Uh, also his stomach. Um, yeah. So he's, he's eaten a lot of things he shouldn't have eat, eaten, right? Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay. I want to even say, uh, has he been diagnosed with pica? Do you know what pica is? No. It's where they eat like cotton and wood and stuff that they just should not be eating like socks and yeah it's mostly food related i mean i we had to like replace a pantry door because he would throw himself into it and he he ate a dry box of rice and then drank water so his little stomach was like i mean the things this dog i could i could write marley at me i mean i could be picking up on the other dog because the other dog is sitting right next to you Oh, she might be right out the side yeah. of the door. Okay, let's try what's going on. Okay, what else do you want to tell me, buddy? Um, we were talking about anxiety earlier. I'm feeling a lot of anxiety with Duke as well. A lot of itchiness, too. Okay, so what, what brand of dog food are you giving her? He's a Neutro Ultra Chicken. Okay. You know, and I encourage everybody to do their own research on the food. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Uh, and I'm not a vet. I can't, you know, do any, prescribe anything or talk about medical recommendations or anything. I'm grateful that I have this forum to talk about this because, um, you know, I want to empower other people to do their own research and, and look into this. Most of the dog food out there, it's not regulated like it should be. It has right. so many dogs I'm finding are allergic to what they're eating. And all the fillers. Yes, the fillers, the animal byproducts. So make sure your dogs are not eating animal byproducts, which is really gross for them. All the fillers, which have unnecessary sugars and just stuff that they could be allergic to. It's worth getting a fur or a blood test to see what they're allergic to food-wise. Um, or doing a elimination diet for the food. But yeah, I, I'm feeling just an itchy body with Duke. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to ask Duke? Well, 
I, he's really at that point. He can hardly walk. Um, we don't leave the house anymore because he he poops and pees when it comes. He'll slip in it. Um, we're just walking him all the time. I think his kidneys are going. It's just, uh, I don't want to make the call for him. Um, and my husband says, oh, he's still, and he runs to the food bowl. Now he can't control his limbs really. So him running is like scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a, he's a total mess now. And I just don't know when to, to call that, you know, cause he is still eating, but Duke would eat always and forever. I mean, <laughs> um, and like I said earlier, you will know that right? Mama's intuition, yeah. just follow that. Well, and daddy's intuition too. Um, yeah, what I can do, so they can give me a sign, or they can give you a sign, we can come up with something to kind of alert you to let you know when they're ready to go. You know, whether that's oh. putting their paw on your face, or maybe licking your nose, or it's something that they wouldn't normally do to let you know that they're ready. I've done that before, and it's worked. So, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I mean, if he could like lift his front paw, he's not lifted much lately. And to let me know. Yeah, or maybe put it on your face or, or lick. Yeah. So maybe um, him putting his paw on your right cheek. Do you want me to show him that? Okay. okay. Me... So when he's looking at you, um, he's going to be using his left paw on your right cheek. Okay, so I'm going to show him that. Are you ready to go? Okay, I've showed him. That's beautiful. So if people want to, I have to tell you while you're doing this reading, Roscoe, he's scratching at the door. My big cat. Do you Mm -hmm. hear him? We always say every day is a new day with Roscoe. Like he gets up, I don't even think he gets lost in our house all the time. He is simple and fantastic, but he <laughs> he's real pretty. <laughs> but he he wants to come in. Um, okay, so how can we follow you, Carrie? How can those interested in booking a session get a hold of you, and how does that work? Um, I am just pet psychic on TikTok and Instagram. I'm on, I have a Facebook page. I think it's Carrie Kennedy at and people psychic. Um, my website is talktopets.com and that's where you can book any kind of session. And it's very cool because you can do a current animal communication. You can do a mediumship communication with an animal that's passed and you do pets and people. So you've got all those options. Thank you so much for your time today. I think this will really help people be able to understand their connection with their pets a little better and and make it work for both of them. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.